0: Henry Skinner's claim lies at the core of habeas and therefore is barred under Heck versus Humphrey. Mr. Skinner's claim is an attack on Texas' Article 64 proceedings. The Article 64 proceeding is a motion in the convicting court in the case of the conviction. As such, it is an attack on the conviction, which is at the core of habeas and is barred under Heck. Habeas is about attempts to seek release from custody and invalidate convictions. And this in the court in Pfizer versus Rodriguez and the line of cases through Heck versus Humphrey and beyond has said that any such attacks must be brought in habeas corpus and cannot be brought under section nineteen eighty three. Heck versus Humphrey is the only time the court has considered a 1983 claim that related to the conduct of a criminal trial and evidence that was presented or withheld at the trial, and Heck held a 1983 suit could not be brought in that context. The court's other cases have only indirectly touched upon the underlying criminal proceedings involving proceedings such as parole hearings or hearings to revoke good time credits. They were not cases in which claims were made relating to the criminal proceeding itself. The Article 64 proceeding is a post-conviction proceeding in the conviction case that seeks to uncover evidence that existed at the time of trial. It goes to the core of habeas to present such an attack on the conviction itself. If this 1983 suit were allowed to proceed, it would have all sorts of bad consequences for the court's jurisprudence as well as respecting state procedures for allowing DNA testing in appropriate circumstances. It would reward artful pleading of claims. Mr. Skinner's claim is clearly an attempt to seek his release by invalidating his conviction. This portion seeking the DNA evidence is a sliced up portion of that larger claim, but It is inconsistent with the court's cases to allow a prisoner to present a small part of a habeas case in 1983. Here, Mr. Skinner's claim for relief seeks only discovery, but there's no such thing as an independent cause of action for discovery. And any claim with which this claim for discovery could be associated, that is, any actual substantive claim, is something that should be brought in habeas. So allowing this lawsuit to proceed under 1983 will allow an end run around the habeas statute and the restrictions Congress has placed on the habeas remedy in order to give proper respect to state court procedures for invalidating convictions, which are intended to be the primary vehicle for relief. In addition, allowing this suit to proceed would undermine the policy of allowing states to act in the area of DNA testing a policy that the court endorsed in Osborne just a term or two ago. State legislatures, including Texas's, have attempted to draft statutes to balance the interests that are at stake when an inmate seeks post-conviction DNA testing. And allowing a 1983 suit to collaterally attack those statutes, especially one such as Texas's, which is clearly constitutionally not suspect, would undermine the court's teaching in Osborne that the state legislature should be allowed to act in this area. would allow parallel and duplicative litigation even to the extent of plaintiffs being able to proceed under Section 1983 seeking evidence at the same time they have a pending habeas claim. It would set up district courts in the federal system as reviewers of rulings by state courts. In this case, Texas courts ruled that the DNA testing sought by Mr. Skinner could not affect the outcome of the trial in his case. And now he's asking a federal district court to review that ruling, reweigh the evidence which underlies the conviction, and come to a different conclusion. That request is barred by heck because it goes to the weighing of the evidence that supports the conviction and also by the Rooker Feldman doctrine, which prevents federal district courts from reviewing the decisions of state appellate courts, in this case the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. The Article 64 proceeding is a proceeding in which there are only two possible results. Either the state court determines that there is no merit to the claim and, and refuses to allow the inmate to proceed, or ultimately it issues a declaration that the conviction is suspect after an inmate secures testing and it produces exculpatory results. And the fact that the Texas courts in this case concluded that Mr. Skinner could not even cross the first hurdle of showing that the testing could make a difference does not change the fact that the Article 64 proceeding itself is a post-conviction motion in a state court seeking to cast into doubt a state court conviction. And therefore that request and any attack on that procedure cannot be brought in nineteen eighty three under the rule of Hack versus Humphrey.